the Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. If you know what to do, but can't figure out why you're just not doing it, this is the right podcast for you. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to think and eat like a normal eater, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Hey, welcome to episode eight. The name of this episode is Overeating, the Dream Stealer. (laughs) It's a great name. I'm sorry. I love the name of this podcast. Last episode seven, I talked to you at length about uh, making peace with hunger and how crucial it is to sort of tend and befriend your ideas about physical hunger as part of the human experience and ways that you can think about it where you can use it to help you lose weight, allowing normal amounts of hunger without resistance or making it mean something terrible. And um, the other side of that coin for weight loss is overeating. Overeating is describes a habit of eating more food than the body needs for its energy needs. We are, as human beings, wired to desire eating. It's pleasurable. We're designed to get up and seek it. And therefore it has a, it's wired with dopamine. Um, It gives us a dopamine hit when we go and we get food. And much like any drugs or alcohol, gambling, sex, all of that. Those all are tied to dopamine rewards as well. And good thing they are, because if they weren't, we would just be watching Netflix until we passed away because we were too lazy to get up and get something to eat. Because let's face it, spending money on food, um, going to the grocery store, cooking food, it's all a lot of effort. And the body machine has to make it rewarding for us to put forth that amount of effort to fuel ourselves so that we, um, you know, propagate the species and and we, we survive. So overeating is a habit that's very normal to develop. You can just get into the habit of overeating without some, you know, physical, like psychological reasons why you would overeat. This is, you know, just common in America where we're overserved, our portions are oversized, and you can just get in the habit of eating too much, not for any other reason than we're just wired to. And then aside from that, there's also, um, you know, we, we can overeat to overcome difficult feelings, or we make habit associations about what e- eating gives us. And this is the thing about the habit of overeating is that it's a strategy for life for many of us. It's a strategy of coping and control in a very uncertain world that we live in. Even in, for most of us listening, our very safe worlds that we live in, our safe, secure worlds, there's still an element of um, discomfort that we go through. And many of those uh, uncomfortable emotions can be associated with 
the pleasure of eating to kind of help us through that. And, um, you know, in this way, I think that it's okay. Like, let's just say that if we have an overeating habit that's caused us to gain weight and we know that we've got to sort of relearn how to eat in a way that doesn't involve overeating, let's just first say like, it's cool. (laughs) It's normal. Even so-called normal eaters sometimes overeat. Um, by a normal eater, I mean, somebody who has just never had a weight issue. If their weight's been stable their whole life, I mean, they might have, have other issues in their life, but overeating is just never a strategy for them. They eat to, for, you know, the pleasure of food and to sustain themselves, but they're, they're not getting other ancillary benefits from overeating. That's not a strategy for them for life. So when they do overeat, it's because they lost focus on their internal regulation mechanisms and how they think about food and how they know when to eat and when to stop. And so when they notice they've overeaten, they're kind of like, oh, that's weird. And then they go right back to their regular um, eating patterns. Contrast that with someone in like some of my clients where their propensity to overeat has become a way that they use to give themselves evidence that they are out of control with food. They have no self-control. They can't lose weight and all kinds of other limiting beliefs that they have about themselves. And so that is a crucial part. And when you're trying to think about how am I going to stop the habit of overeating, the first thing that you have to do that will really help you is to adopt the mindset of a normal eater before you even are a normal eater. And so what does that mean? That means that I want you to almost like develop intentional amnesia every time you overeat. I don't want you to, I want you to stop making it be a big deal. In fact, I want you to start saying this to yourself and here's where you need your journal. You're going to need it uh, throughout the podcast today. I want you to start thinking this about yourself. I no longer overeat. Or if that feels hard for you to think about yourself, you can say, I'm learning how to love not overeating. This would be the same way as learning any skill. I'm learning how to skydive. I'm learning how to ride a motorcycle. It might be scary. It may not be something that you kind of like think you want to do, but if you want to get to goal weight and be able to maintain it there for life, you've got to let your desire to overeat go. Like there is, they are incompatible that you could keep your overeating and lose your weight, get to goal weight and be able to maintain it without efforting. So overeating has to go. You know how they, they tell, tell novelists, kill your darlings. Well, I want you to kill your darling of overeating. It's time for it to go. And listen, if you really have a case that you want to keep your overeating, then you've got to let your weight loss go. Whatever you decide about this, 
I want you to really like your choice and then make your peace with it. I mean, I don't have an agenda for you other than I want you to live a life of intention. I want to stop seeing you be divided against yourself where half of yourself is just uh, like really wants to lose weight and you can't figure out why you can't figure this out. And you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm going to figure it out. And then you sit down and you have your dinner and then you are all in with overeating it. One of those has to go. And the things that you think about letting that go are usually just not even true. So here's your um, first part of your assignment. I want you to write down the reasons why you don't want to stop overeating. Like if somebody told you today, you will never overeat again. Like just say, we're just, we're just having like a what if moment here <laughs> to explore what we think about letting overeating go. What does that mean for you? At this point in my journey, letting overeating go is like the best thing ever. I can, it's so close. I can taste it. I don't overeat that much anymore. And when I do overeat, it's not very much. Not like I used to. But maybe for some of you, you really haven't even explored much about the cost of overeating. And we're going to go over that too and really look at it with a fresh set of eyes. So overeating is the dream stealer. It's in the way of your weight loss. You need to know what you think you have to give up when you think about giving up overeating. And you really need to work on your thoughts about that. What if it's not as hard as you think it will be? What if what you get on the other side of giving up overeating is so much better than anything that you might have to give up. And the only way that you will know is if you try it. I mean, everyone's experience is different and I can't tell you what yours will be. I mean, when I decided to stop drinking alcohol, I just wanted to be somebody who woke up every morning proud of herself. It's not like I was drinking to being drunk every night. It's not like it was affecting my life or my job. I just hated being somebody who didn't do what she said she was going to do. I hated being somebody who felt like at the effect of my habit. I hated feeling like I always wanted a little bit more than I knew was appropriate for me. And the fact that I was able to kind of see myself through the discomfortable phase, discomfortable, uncomfortable phase of letting that habit extinguish, I figured out that I can really do hard things. It's really ironic too, because when I was, before I was a life coach and I learned about mindset and mind work and how thoughts create your feelings and feelings always inform what you do or don't do, which then gives you your results in your life. I had this common thought of like, I struggle. Things are hard for me. 
<laughs> it's like, like I kind of had like a, a short deck. I was dealt a short deck. It felt like, <laughs> and that I always worked harder than other people. I knew I had to take difficult jobs. Like, you know, in my first marriage, I was often alone, um, with a husband who traveled, I had to do it all myself. And the truth is when I really started looking at how I was describing my life, I realized that all of those things that I was describing about what I felt as though were true about me were opportunities for me to know that I could just do hard things. Like what if it's not a problem that you've got some hard shit to overcome in your life? What if that's the most amazing part of your life is the overcoming of those things? So, okay, let's move on to um, how normal eaters overeat. They will overeat. And they'll notice because they'll get like, they'll see their plate or they'll notice how full their stomach feels. And they, they say like, oh my God, I think I overate. I'm so surprised. Like they're surprised because they're normal mechanisms that moderate their intake. They just got unfocused. And that's so normal. It will still happen to all of us, even those of us who stop overeating and lose all our weight. Okay. So the goal is not to never overeat. It's to make not overeating the default. And then once in a while, allow for some overeating as a normal part of life and not make it mean anything about ourselves. Okay. So go ahead and start thinking about being a normal eater and adopting that moniker. Like I'm just someone who's learning how to not overeat. And I want to you to give yourself a lot of grace as you go through this with a lot of practice. I've been practicing telling myself, um, I no longer eat after dinner. That's the one I started with. And I was able to stop a habit of having peanut butter and chocolate chips, <laughs> like a tablespoon or two every night after dinner. That was my leftover habit after I stopped drinking. I kind of stopped drinking alcohol. And then I had the peanut butter and chocolate chips for about a year. And then I was like, mm, yeah, that is not serving me. Why am I doing this? If you're, if you're somebody who gets up in the middle of the night and eats something to go back to sleep. Okay. That you got to really look at that. Food does not help you go to sleep. Food revs up your internal system and requires your body to go into digestion mode when all it wants to do is rest. And the only reason why it works is because you're believing that it does. Okay. So this is, that's a, that's a perfect example of justifying how overeating helps you. And if you're somebody who wants to lose weight, you've got to get honest about the ways that you are permissive in your overeating. And you've got to really be willing to see letting those things go and really work on those as a way of really unburdening yourself with thoughts that just aren't true because overeating is a burden to your body. 
It's overfueling your body. If you think about it, you know, the French delicacy, pate, foie gras, that is fattened goose liver. You know how they do that? They take like a tube and they put it down the, the duck's throat and they force feed them corn. Ducks having a fat, that's what it is. It's fatty liver. I mean, you've heard about non-alcoholic fatty liver as a, um, it's a health condition that um, results often from a fuel overflow problem. People overeating, over drinking and overeating. And when you have extra fuel in the, the blood, the body has to do something with it. So it makes fat and extra glycogen from it and it stores it away in your glycogen gets stored away in your muscles and your liver and fat gets stored away all over your body as body fat. And it gets stuffed in your internal organs as well. So foie gras is artificially induced fatty duck liver. Ducks would never overeat like that. They just, they don't have thinking patterns that would create that. Human beings do though, because we have the ability to think on purpose. And when we think on purpose that overeating helps us, that's what we replicate is an old fuel overflow problem. And, you know, states of um, health like prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, um, insulin resistance, and non-alcoholic fatty liver, those are all fuel overflow problems that are ind indicating that you are eating and or drinking too much. And so it's not benign. Okay. It's not cute and it's not funny. Like it's a burden to your body. So tell yourself the truth about it. Like I have a habit of overfeeding myself. And I used to think it helped me, but now I'm really seeing how it harms me. Not only does it require me to like carry around an extra burden of weight, but it requires a lot more processing time for my body to handle that extra fuel. You know, I developed fatty liver from being like 20 pounds overweight. It wasn't that much, but it was because I, I was stressed too. So your, you know, your state of mind about it really matters. And that's why I say, the best way to cope with this is to tell yourself the truth, see how it's a burden on your body to always be overeating, eating more than your body needs, but also like, don't be stressed out about it. It's normal to learn habits of overeating. And I want you to just give yourself permission to learn, unlearn the habit without making it mean anything about you. And I don't want you to focus on that. That's why at the end of my podcast, I say, I say, stay focused on what you want. So this is a perfect example. I want you to stay focused on becoming somebody who no longer overeats. That's your power sentence. If you want to start with, um, I'm somebody who no longer eats in the middle of the night, or I'm somebody who no longer eats after dinner, then start there and just progress it as you go. So a couple of things that um, you can do is to become really aware of 
the range of what enough eating is where you're not overeating. So that's going to be somewhere in between noticing that you are just no longer physically hungry when you're eating and before you feel full in your stomach. The um, Okinawans in Jap Japan are some of the longest lived people in the world. And they have a, um, a habit called harahachibu. You can look it up. I don't know how to spell it offhand. <laughs> But basically, it's an ancient Confucian tradition of eating eight out of 10, 10 parts full. So you leave two tenths of your stomach empty. Now, this is a subjective thing for all of us. Like we all are going to experience what eight tenths full is in a different way. And you've got to experiment with it and see what kinds of results it gives, gives you. So obviously um, a maintenance amount of eight tenths full is what they're recommending, but we're trying to lose weight. So maybe it's seven tenths full for you where you're eating seven out of 10 parts of your stomach are filled with food and you leave three out of 10 parts empty. And you're going to experiment with that. So one of my clients described how she did it, which I kind of thought was brilliant, was that she found what she called the clarifying bite, the bite at which she was clear that she was just no longer hungry. And she, she stopped eating at that point. The very, that's what I would call the very low end of enough. And she kind of like had to deal with a bunch of physical hunger before her next meal but she was cool with it. Like she loved it. And she lost weight at a nice clip eating that way. You don't have to stop at the clarifying bite, but what I'm saying is become aware, train your brain to tell you when you're at that one bite that you notice you're no longer physically hungry anymore. Those symptoms have gone away. You to give yourself a chance to register that before you blow past it too far is to eat slowly chew your food completely, put your fork down between every second or third bite. If you want, this will help your stomach get that signal that food is now in it and it can turn off that ghrelin hormone that it's a hunger hormone that tells you you're hungry. So your stomach senses when food goes in there, and it sends a signal to your brain to turn off the ghrelin. So that's the bottom range of what um, your enough would be. And then you've got a certain number of bites from that clarifying bite that my client called it all the way up to just before you feel full. And maybe that's like, how many bites is that for you? You got to figure it out. Experiment. Use the next week if you want. And just experiment. Like, what, what do I think it is? So many of my clients have been counting calories and serving themselves on small little plates and like visually estimating how much they get to eat that they're completely disconnected from what the body says. And this is where I want you to switch over. I want you to develop an internal mechanism to tell you when you've had enough so that you know how to, when to stop before you're full. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? 
you get hungry like in an hour. If you're hungry within an hour of stopping, you're not eating enough. Okay, so try again. It's no different than when you first got in the car to learn how to drive. Like you had to figure out where the ignition was, how to turn the key, where was the gear shifter and how to make sure you're on your line, in your line, in your lane, (laughs) to parallel parking. You know, it's a process, but like, and it's a very intimidating. It's a lot of it is uncomfortable to learn how to drive a car and learning how to stop it enough can feel very much the same way. But why do we go through the discomfort of learning how to drive a car? Because we want the life of somebody who is a driver because we can do X, Y, and Z. It affords us a certain lifestyle. And if being at goal weight is also something that is calling to you, that makes learning this skill of how to stop, you know, before you're full practice harahachi boo makes it worth it but you got you got to get in the car you got to practice okay you got to sit down at your meals notice when you're no longer physically hungry and take a few bites past that see what happens um i've i've practiced with this and i noticed that it didn't take me long to know what the clarifying bite was and usually i do like two to three bites past that and then i make sure that Once I have my clarifying bite, I have the best bites for last or the remaining best bites if I've already had the very best bites. But in this way, you know, if I really like focus on enjoying the next two bites past my clarifying bites, I'm really increasing the amount of satisfaction from my meal. I'm ending my meal with maximum satisfaction. I'm thinking about how good the meal was and how I'm just definitely no longer hungry and how I love leaving the table, not feeling full because I'm so, I'm someone who no longer overeats. Okay. Now the magic formula and write this down for most of my clients. Now you may be the exception. You've got to experiment with this. That is that, well, first of all, everyone I coach loses weight while sometimes overeating. Nobody does it perfectly. You're for sure. Like nobody has said to me, Heather, I ate perfectly this week. I mean, I'm sure it can happen, but it's not even the most interesting thing. The, The most interesting thing is that most of my clients lose weight overeating two to three times a week. And so if that's how sustainable weight loss happens without restriction, then we can kind of start to play an offensive strategy with overeating. Instead of being somebody who is always like, like just hoping and trying to never overeat. I want you to plan your overeats on purpose plan for a minimum of two times that you'll overeat in the upcoming week. Usually for me, that's either burger night um, because I like to have a few extra French fries or sometimes it's pizza night where I like to have a third slice if I'm good and hungry. That's usually a slight overeat for me, having three slices of pizza. But listen, everybody's different. You got to figure it out. And how do you figure it out? Well, you say, all right, I'm going to eat 
let's say um, I'm going to overeat, plan to overeat twice this week and see what results it gets me. So you got to keep track. So every day when you make your plan, you remind yourself on the plan, how many times have I overeaten so far this week? So for me, who I always plan a maximum of two overeats, if I've already overeaten twice, my goal is to like, just not overeat. And then you see, you've got to get in there and make it happen. And you really got to call on all the reasons why overeating is your dream stealer and why it's a burden on your body. And it's, it's, you know, why you want to get rid of the habit. So to get rid of a habit, you've got to stop rewarding it. That means stop telling yourself how great it is to overeat, which keeps weight on you and blocks weight loss or causes you to gain weight. Just stop it. Don't never say it again. I mean, we're just before Thanksgiving when I'm recording this and it's, it's always like such a mystery to me why people say it's so great to stuff themselves on Thanksgiving. You know what that tells me? That tells me that they're living a life feeling like they have to restrict themselves. And that like holidays like Thanksgiving are the one day that they just declare that they're going to overdo it. But I don't want to live like that. I mean, it's fine. If that works for them, that works for them. But I would rather be somebody who learns the unconscious habit of not wanting to eat past enough. Like I want to learn how to just eat what I need and what's enough that keeps my weight stable. Or if I'm trying to lose weight, allows me to lose a regular amount of weight every week without feeling too restricted. So Here's the other part of learning how to not overeat. When you ask yourself to eat a little bit less, which is what it basically means, than you've been eating, it's really important that you make sure that you plan to eat the foods that you really love and that you really want to eat. You can't be planning bullshit diet food if you're going to ask yourself to eat less. Because the main reason why we have an over desire to eat food is because we think we shouldn't have certain foods or that we can't have certain foods. So the two really go hand in hand. Um, you know, if ice cream is a thing for you, let's just do a quick example. If you love your ice cream, but you know that that's something that you always end up overeating after you've had your dinner, then you have to be willing to get in there and figure out how to have it when you're hungry and stop before you're full. So that means it's usually like for a lot of my clients, it's either it's like a portion of your dinner and then a portion of your ice cream. Or if you want the full portion you're used to having with your ice cream, then you're going to have ice cream for your meal. And you have to be willing to do it differently because what you've been doing isn't working. Okay. And this is how you figure out how to create a life that works for you and not what other people say should work for you. Okay. There's no like eating police that are going to come down and arrest you for having ice cream for dinner. Okay. In fact, a lot of, um, older people, that's how they eat. They eat their dessert first. They know they can't overeat. This is what they learn. Like as you get older, your metabolism goes down. It does. It just does. 
So we have to learn how to eat a little bit less. Weight loss is the same. You know, we're all learning this lesson sooner or later, which is that we can't eat the way that we used to. Our metabolism doesn't need as much to burn. We're, maybe we become less active or we have less muscle, whatever it is. Um, you can learn how to eat less and you can learn how to love it. Look at the effectiveness of your strategy for eating. I want you to really consider whether or not it's something that has to go in your life. And then you got to become obsessed with being really good with letting it go. Accepting that, you know, you used to have a habit of overeating and now you're really more curious what's on the other side of letting that habit go. And if you're using overeating to cope with life, whatever it might be, what other ways can you cope with your life or create a life that is something that you don't need coping from <laughs> and making those hard changes instead of just eating over them. Okay. It's going to bring your shit up. Like it's hard. When you say to yourself, you know what? I'm, I'm so mad at my spouse. I just want to overeat right now. Cause I'm so mad. Well, your overeating habit is trying to tell you to get a voice and speak up for yourself, maybe have a hard conversation, like whatever it might be, but you got to pick your heart. It's hard to overeat because you're not expressing how you feel. And it's also hard to put the fork down and learn how to use your voice. So there's no free card out of the hard. There just isn't. So pick the heart that evolves you to the next version of you, the one that's really begging for you to notice. And that's why overeating is a gift because it's really trying to let us know what's next and how to evolve into the next version of you. What, what is needed from your life? And, you know, for myself, I would say getting to goal weight is really giving myself permission to be seen to be successful and to do other more interesting things that are also hard. Isn't that the coolest thing? Like I'm going to be, I'm writing a book and putting yourself out there with a book is way more public than even a podcast is, I think because it's sort of, it's out there forever. It's your thoughts on who you are and, you know, the honesty about your life and it's calling to me and it's scary. And so it would be so much easier for me to fuck around with these, these last few pounds and not write the book. But here's the truth. They're both hard. I want to evolve to the next version of hard in my life because I used to say like things were hard for me as if it was a bad thing. But what if it just turns out that like facing hard things is the purpose of my life and helping my clients and you face your heart is part of my purpose. And it's the greatest honor of my life to witness that. I know that you can do these hard things. You just need to develop a new perspective, make a choice to do some hard things. Stop judging yourself for being an, a new a newbie 
and learning and making mistakes, it means nothing about you. It just means that you're learning and you're growing. And um, what we can do is we can take the conversation over to Instagram. My account is at Thrive in Midlife. There will be a post there for episode eight, Overeating the Dream Stealer. And come by and let me know what you learned on this episode and how you will start to constrain your overeating. How many instances per week are is your goal? Um, what are your new thoughts about overeating? Um, were there any ahas or takeaways from this episode that resonated for you? So as we leave the podcast today, a couple of takeaways. Stop telling yourself that overeating benefits you in any way. What if that part of your life is just over and you can accept it and release it? Start calling it what it is. Overeating is a dream stealer. It's stealing your dream of getting to goal weight and then starting to focus on what's there on the other side of learning how to do that. No different than learning how to ride a bike, learning how to ride a car, or learning how to stop biting your nails. <laughs> what if it was just like that? It, it was just like something that you figured out. Okay. Um, and finally, if you think it's going to be too hard, maybe it's just true that you're mistaken about that. Maybe it's only hard as you peel away the layers of BS thinking around overeating. And what if it's a hard that gives you so much more than you ever have to give up? That's a worth it hard, right? So develop an awareness of where normal eating ends and overeating begins. And I want you to work right there, right at that leading edge. Um, delegate, delegate the question of how much to eat to your stomach. Stop serving yourself on these tiny little plates or, you know, these tiny scooping yourself with tiny little portions. I want you to have a plate full of food and then you be the decider about when you choose to stop. You are your own authority and you get to decide. What is enough for you? I guarantee you when you stop thinking jacked up thoughts about why overeating benefits you, you won't want to overeat. Okay. Think about harahachibu, which is the Japanese um, practice of stopping eating at seven to eight tenths full of your full capacity. So you're going to stop just short of that and experiment with it. Um, you can develop what your clarifying bite is, which is when you're eating, developing an awareness of the bite at which you're no longer hungry, physically hungry, and then deciding how many more bites past that is your enough. Experiment with it. See what results it gives you on the scale. And then you have your magic formula. Okay, so when you know when to stop eating, because you have a system and a formula in place, and then you constrain your instances of overeating to like 
three or less, you're going to lose weight. Your body has an innate wisdom. That's how you signal it. And then anything that remains beyond that is your responsibility to meet your needs because food can't meet your emotional needs. It just sits there dumbly on a plate and slides down your throat and fills a belly. Anything else you think it gives you is because you've given it magical powers because you think it does. Okay. It doesn't help you go back to sleep in the middle of the night. It doesn't make emotional pain less. It doesn't do any of those things. You can directly meet any needs that you might have with what you've been giving food the credit for doing. You can do it with your own thinking and your own actions. And those will help you meet your needs without the negative consequence of causing weight gain or blocking weight loss. So this is where your work is. Stopping overeating is the other side of the coin of waiting for hunger in order to lose weight. It's a gift that is on the other side of doing that hard work. So worth it. And it will tell you what you're capable of and who you're waiting to become. I just want you to get started this week in an easy way that feels doable. Come see me on Thrive in Midlife and let me know what you thought and how it's going. And if you have any questions, let me know there. Okay, so stay focused on what you want and so long. Hey, if this episode resonated for you, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's H-B-E-A-R-D-S-L-E-Y.com forward slash subscribe and get on the list. You'll get a free gift, periodic coaching, plus advance notice of in-person events and workshops.